Welcome to this Sunday morning's message podcast from Kingdom Faith. So this morning, we're going to follow on from a couple of weeks ago. And Pastor Clive spoke to us about how to lead someone to Christ. And the little resource that we put into your hands as how to do that. Uh, And today we want to follow on by going through how do we see people baptised in the Holy Spirit? Hmm? How do we see them baptised in the Holy Spirit once they've given their lives uh, to the Lord? Now we're going to go through the different scriptures today. And remember this as you do this um, with the people. Remember, let the word do the work. You have exalted above all things your, your word and your name. And so God's going to work through the word by the power of his Holy Spirit in people's lives. The good news is you haven't got to preach on it or do a PhD teaching. And that's really good news for me because I wouldn't be standing here either. Um, we're going to keep it really simple like we did a few weeks ago. So you're sitting down with somebody and you're going to begin to work your way through the scriptures they're going to read them. You're going to check that they understand what it means. We don't want to get any um, forty towers moments. Ke, ke, ke. What does that mean? Ke. We don't want. To, we want them to understand what it means to the point where they're able to going to receive and pray with them to receive the Holy Spirit. We are doing this because this is a year of harvest, of breakthrough and breakout. We all want to be equipped for leading someone to Christ and then seeing them being baptised in the Holy Spirit. Really stepping into the fullness of what God has for them right at the beginning of their new life in Jesus. The way I'm going to do this is I will add a little bit of meat around each scripture this morning, but nothing in depth. It's going to be, it's going to be like eating spare ribs. Do you know spare ribs? For those who are vegetarians, please forgive me now. You've all, you're already walking in the spirit by forgiving me using the word meat. Um, but spare ribs, you know, that they, they promise a lot and you have to spend a lot of time getting off of them and then you have to have another one. That's what it's going to be like today. All right. We're going to look briefly at what does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? And what does the Holy Spirit do and produce in our lives. Is that okay? So you've got your little, um, the, the scriptures are going to fire behind us. You've got your little leaflet there uh, in front of you. The most wonderful thing is, he was involved in creation. Genesis 1, 1 to 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now the original word translated hovering means brooded, brooding, like a mother, a chick over her eggs, brooding over, hovering over. The Holy Spirit takes a simple matter and breathes life into it. He creates purpose, order, meaning out of chaos. Amen. The Holy Spirit fills the empty void with beauty and goodness. That's what God's going to do in us and what God's going to do through us to the people we speak to. He turns darkness into light and he calls into existence these things that didn't exist. 
Amen. So right at the beginning of the journey, right in the Old Testament, right before creation, you know, God spoke everything into being. He was hovering, brooding, waiting. He came, up, he came upon particular people at times in the Old Testament for, for particular tasks. Bezalel, I think that's how you pronounce it, for artistic work in Exodus. Gideon for leadership. Samson for strength and power. Isaiah for the prophetic word of God. God was using, God was upon them. He was using them to speak the very words, the very life of his spirit. The next one, the Holy Spirit was promised by the Father. Isn't that great? When God makes a promise, he fulfills it. In Ezekiel 36, 26, I love this. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. See, the Lord had to demonstrate that there was no way we could possibly love him or serve him faithfully through our own efforts, our activities. He would give them new hearts. What had been hearts of stone, he was now going to turn into hearts of flesh. And going to cause his, cause his own spirit to come and live with them. This is a miracle, church. This is a miracle. God was going to cause this. And thus enable them to walk in his ways, not in their strength, but through the presence of God's power within them. Only God can transform a life. Only God can transform a heart. Only God can make new by his power. Amen. And he's done that for you. He's done that for me. And he wants to do it for the people that we're walking through. The Holy Spirit is for you. Just turn to your neighbour. Holy Spirit is for you. Just say it to him. Joel 2, 28, 29. I will pour out my spirit on all people. His power will be given to the young or old. Male or female, all turn to him in repentance and faith. Let's, let's not say, you know, let's not be duped in any way. If God says the Holy Spirit is for all people, it's for all people. He doesn't make an exception of anyone. His gift is for the whole of the planet. Amen. And we're, we, we're in that privileged position to say, actually... You can't live this life out in your own strength. You need the Holy Spirit and he's for you. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit of baptism at the start of his ministry. So Jesus, Jesus needed it. We need it. Amen. Jesus is our example. If Jesus needed it, we need it. The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. You're, with you I am well pleased. 30 years of being totally obedient, not doing anything in his own strength. And he waited to the moment where God says, now is the time. Now is the time. I'll do. Child, you can now be released now in your full ministry. In water baptism. Jesus insisted that God should baptise him, not that Jesus had any sin of which to repent, because he was identifying completely with those he'd come to save. 
Jesus did this as an example to say, guys, every one of you is going to need to come by this way. Every one of you is going to need to come. He was baptized in water by John. And as Jesus was praying, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. He received the anointing, the empowering of the, of the Holy Spirit in his ministry. God wants to pour. It's, you know, it's, it's, that, it's just encouraging people, not massive amounts of debt. God wants to pour his life into you so that you, God can express his life because he has a ministry that he wants to see through your life. Amen? As believers in Jesus, we are also to be filled, baptised in the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.5 John baptised with water. But in a few days you will be baptised in the Holy Spirit. What's so wonderful about this? The Saviour would be the one who baptised people with God's Spirit. To baptise is to submerge or to infuse completely with. Through Jesus, people will be submerged not only with water for the forgiveness of sins, but with the life and power of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit would completely infuse their lives when they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. His life infused, it filled, it poured into every area of our lives. That's what happened. That's a reality. And for the person you're talking through, they can receive that as a reality. Why? Because you're letting the Word do all the work. You're letting the Word speak. This is what to be baptised. Acts, Acts 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. To say all of them? (laughs) All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. The Spirit came as a violent wind, not as a gentle breeze. This speaks of the power is coming. Tongues of fire speak a refining fire of God's spirit. Cleansing, making them holy. Filling their hearts with the fire of God's love. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. So we we mustn't take this for granted. This is a reality for every single one of us. This is what God wants to do with every single person that that we see come to to be saved. He wants to see the the fire of God impact them. The fire of his presence impact them. Cleansing, burning out all of the stuff and that's only achieved by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Amen. Okay, we come to our first. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's a person. To say to the person next to you, he's a person. (laughs) John 14, 15 to 17. Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. Now listen to the words now. The world cannot accept him. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. 
but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Amen? He lives in you and he will be in you. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. He is not less than the Father or the Son. He is divine. He is the third person of the Holy Trinity. He was active in creation and is now the presence of God at work within creation. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. The Spirit that operated in Jesus throughout his ministry. Amen. We're receiving not a wisp, not an it, but we're receiving a person. It's really important when you pray with, pray with people, let them understand that. For us, God the Father, we kind of, I can get a handle on that. God the Son, I get a handle on that. God the Holy Spirit, we might not get a handle on that. He's, he's a person. God, three in one. All God. He is the power of God. Acts 1.8 You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. This event releases the power of the Spirit within us and enables us to move more fully in the power of our new nature. Praise God, the old has gone and the new has come. I can now live in the new nature of the, of the power. I don't have to live in my own strength, but by his power and might, I can live in that every single day. Amen. Amen. That release of God's love and power is a definite event in the life of a Christian. But there is still the need to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants to fill every one of us today. Amen. This isn't just a recharge. This is a full... Is your heart open for that today? Do you want that? Are you hungry for him today to do that in your life? That's what he wants to do. He is the seal. Not, oh, oh. He is the seal. <laughs> Add a little humour, does help. <laughs> Have... Having believed, you are marked in him with a seal. The promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. You've got someone in you guaranteeing your inheritance. Isn't it amazing? God has sealed your life forever. God has marked your life forever by the power of the Holy Spirit. He seals your salvation. I am marked by God. You have been sealed with his Holy Spirit. God has filled you to overflowing with himself to lead you to the fulfilment of that purpose he has for you. I can take hold of my inheritance every single day because I have a deposit of the Holy Spirit living inside of me, guiding me and leading me to all truth. I can take hold of him today. God, I take hold of you today. You're my inheritance. You're my life. You're my blessing. You're my strength. Amen. He is a gift. Acts 2.38 Peter replied, repent, let's turn away from the way that you've been living and be baptised every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For, for, the, for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
I praise God that this is a gift. This is a gift. I don't have to earn brownie points on this one. It is a gift. There was no way in which anyone could deserve to have God come and live in him. Neither could a person earn the right for this to happen. The Holy Spirit was to come as a gift to those who are thirsty for God in their lives. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty for him? Are you thirsty for him? Do you, do you want him to impact your life today? This is the next section. Now, what does the Holy Spirit do and produce in our lives? The character of Jesus. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. When you look at the heart of these qualities, you can readily appreciate three things. These are the qualities of his life that God wants to produce in you as his child through the Holy Spirit that's working in you. Amen? The second one, these are the qualities that you want to see increase in your life. We all want to be more loving, joyful, peaceful and patient, etc., and the third one's quite funny, really. These are the qualities that all of you know, that, um, all that know you. We'd be very thankful to see increasing in your life. <laughs> Isn't it funny? The prayer that we pray, oh God, give me patience. Give me patience. And God brings the most obnoxious person to you. And he's, you know, really annoying. The one that presses every button. They come right into, your, into the scope of your life. And he said, God, I didn't want that. Well, you wanted it. Just allow my life to flow out of you now. Yeah? The fruit will grow according to our willingness to allow the Lord to reproduce these qualities in us. Each of them being a characteristic of the life of Christ in us. Gifts are given. But fruit grows. Gifts are given, but fruit grows. We've got to work with the Lord. We've got to submit to the Lord. We've got to yield. We've got to surrender. We've got to see the life. Not I, but Christ. Not my will be done, but your will be done. There's a place of surrendering in that. Not by the works that we do, but we want to see so that gifts are given, let the fruit grow. Well, God wants to see the fruit grow in your life. And you, quite a lot of you are going, well, he's had many, many opportunities and my husband's the opportunity that God's given me the most. Well, praise God for that. Or well, my wife is the opportunity. And let it grow. Let it grow. Use our wisdom and revelation to know God more. Ephesians 1.17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. God wants to impart to you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation to know of who he is. That Holy Spirit is, is brings you into the might of God, brings you into the glory of God, brings you into the greatness of God. He reveals who he is to you, but also... 
he reveals what he has done for you. Why does he do that? He, re- he reveals to you who you are in Christ. He reveals to you that you're, you know everything that, he, that Jesus has accomplished for you on the cross. He reveals to you of who you are as his child. Why is the primary reason? So that you will come to know him better. That's the primary reason. You're going to know him better by the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. God revealing the greatness and God also revealing who you are. Once you know who you are in Christ, you can stand up. You can stand up as a child of God and say, Jesus, I thank you that I'm a child. Nothing of my old past has formed me. Nothing defines me, but I can stand in who you say I am. Because you say I am. Amen. He is our comfort. John 14, it's really 16 to 18 here, but... And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Jesus will never withdraw his presence from you. He has pledged himself to love you with an everlasting love and he will never go back on his word. He will never forsake you because you are his child. He has paid the price for you that you might belong to him. It is his intention to keep you for himself as one of his holy set apart children. We receive comfort. Why? From the knowledge and the reality that God will never leave us and God will never forsake us. And the one who lives in us is always pointing us back to Jesus, always leading us back to keep our eyes fixed on him and our faith in him and what he's done. Guidance. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. John sixteen thirteen. Because he is the spirit of truth, the principal ministry or work of the Holy Spirit in in the lives of believers will be to keep the truth of what Jesus has said always before them and enable them to walk in that truth. As we're walking through our lives, God wants to guide us all the time saying, guys, keep your eyes on Jesus, keep your eyes fixed on him. Just know the truth of God's word in your life, know the truth of God's word in your heart. Amen. He enables people to pray. Romans 8, 26, 27. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans, with words that, um, that cannot be expressed. When we have no strength... We can trust in God's grace, in the power of the Holy Spirit. He enables us. He helps us to pray. He will pray through us supernaturally and will accomplish God's purpose through us. So even when when he will show us how to pray, the power of his life in us, when we don't know what to say, don't know what to do, we don't know even what to speak, the Spirit will take from what is of Jesus, will take just the words of life and we begin to pray in the Spirit and we can see a breakthrough in people's lives. 
I hope you're realising this morning how much you, we can't do this without him. We focus so much of our energy on our own strength. We focus so much on what we, we need to do, but, but only he can lead the life through us. Enabling to do the same things as Jesus. Oh, that one's a bit of a test, isn't it? Really, Lord? It says it in his word. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. See, the Holy Spirit is supernatural by nature. So believers are to expect to see the evidence of his supernatural activity in their lives. So God desires the Holy Spirit to bring his presence and power to every aspect of your life, in all your activities. Greater things still, why? Because you've got the great one living inside of you. Empowering to live as disciples. Acts 2, 1 to 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. The secret of living a Christian life is not to try and imitate Jesus, but to allow the Holy Spirit within you to express the life of Jesus through you. Everything God does in you And through the lives of his children, he does through the person and the power of his Holy Spirit. All we've done there is just, we've just walked through really simply. And you can do the same with the word. You can walk through very simply. I've just added a little bit of meat there. But as you read the word and you're speaking to them, they can, they can take hold of it. God, I understand this. I understand what you've done for me. I understand that I can now live in the good of your gift to me and what you're going to impart to my life. Let's get really practical now. How do we receive the Holy Spirit? Ask And you will receive. So we can only receive by faith. We receive by faith. By believing. As you you ask, believe that you've received what you've asked for. We're believing that. Luke 11, 13 says, How much more will, will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God is a good Father. He's not going to give us a scorpion or a stone or whatever. He's going to give good gifts to his children. You can emphasize that. God's good. God's good in his nature in every part of who he is. And as you, and as you ask him, he's going to give you what is good, not what is bad. Amen. And John twenty twenty two says, Jesus breathed on him and said, receive the Holy Spirit. All we have done so far is just let the Word do the work. They read the Scripture, 
and you check that they understand it. We now come to the part with them, asking them to receive in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can I just get the band up, guys up please, cheers. This is really, really simple here. When it comes to the person receiving the Holy Spirit, they, they need to ask themselves. Yeah? It's got to be expression. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So they need to actually ask themselves. So they're sitting before you, or they're standing before you. What I would do it just maybe encourage them just to open their hands as though they're like receiving a gift. You ever stood in front of someone and they've been like this? Yeah. I'm, you ain't going to do nothing, me, mate. There's nothing coming my way. Oh, yeah, you're having a conversation, you know, body language. Body language speaks of it all. You see, when we, when we, when we actually, um, you know, to encourage them to say, just say, guys, look, have you received a gift before in your life? What do you do? You open up your hands to receive it. That's really, really simple. You open up your hands. What you're really saying is, God, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on, God. It doesn't matter what it is, just bring it on. But I'm open. You see, you can't do it like that. But you need to. So it's just really helpful to say, if they're sitting with you, just open up your hands. You know, just open up your hands. So what does the asking look like? Really, really simple. Holy Spirit, will you come and fill me and baptise me? I want to be full of your life and overflowing with your Holy Spirit. That's, that, that's, that, that's all that need to say in their hearts. God, will you come and fill me? Will you come and baptise me? Will you come and overflow, overflow into my heart? So, that, so whether, they're, whether you're sitting with them or whether you're standing with them, they've got their arms open and they're saying, God, please come and fill me. Holy Spirit, come and baptise me. I want everything that you've said that I can have because you say it in your words. I want everything that you declare because you've said it and I thank you that I can ask now. I'm born again, I'm a child, I believe in who you are and I thank you that you want to give it to me. Amen. Now, what we must do then is that we just need to wait. Don't rush in. I just I use an example here. Phil, do you want to stand up a minute? Just stand up. You know. So, Phil, could you just express that same prayer like, like I've like I've prayed? You know, like, you know, fill me with the Holy Spirit, baptize me. Yeah, you go for it. You go for it. Yeah, yeah. Father, I thank you that you want to fill me with your Spirit. Father, I thank you as your promise to me that you have promised me the gift of your Holy Spirit the deposit of my inheritance and I want to walk and receive the full measure of the life that you have promised me that the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ enables me to have Father I thank you that you fill me from head to toe Father I thank you that your life just fills me now Amen. every area, every facet of my life every domain of my life Lord God. thank you Father thank you Father thank you precious Lord thank you Jesus see what, what it's important to do is we let, we let the Lord do what he needs to do then. We need to let the Lord baptise them with the Holy Spirit, yeah. 
rather than Jesus or whatever, you know, I mean, that's wrong, it's wrong. I did it wrong now, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, Phil. You had me worried there, I had you worried. So what we need to do then, you see, and very practically, they ask, you wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. What you can be doing, thanks Phil, what you can be doing, you can actually be just be sitting there or standing there, whatever position that you're in. Just give it a few moments. Just give it a few moments. You're, just, you're standing there, just, Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for your power of your Holy Spirit. Just fill in them now. Just, you know, just pray in the Spirit. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. We need, so we've, need, we've waited a few minutes. We've left them a few moments. Maybe after a minute or two. Now, what's important here, from a place of thanksgiving then, they've prayed, and you're, what you're doing is you're kind of joining in with them. You're joining with them, saying, God, I thank you right now that you're filling this person with your Holy Spirit. I thank you right now that you are filling them with your life. And that's when you can come forward and put your hand on their heads. What we're doing is we're agreeing with God. He's empowering them. He's moving by the power of his Holy Spirit. But you're in that, you're in that agreement with them. Because the most wonderful thing is, remember, Jesus is the baptizer. It's Jesus' Holy Spirit that's doing it. But so, so it's important we need to give time time to that. It might only be a couple of moments. It might only be a minute. But allow him to come and move on someone's life. Allow him. And then does that help? Yeah, does that help? So, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you that you're filling whatever the name is. Thank you that you're baptizing them with your life and with your power. And thank you for that overflowing life. We aren't... Um, Repraying what they've prayed. We are reinforcing what the Holy Spirit is doing. We're coming into agreement. We're saying, God, thank you for what you're doing. But also there is that impartation as well. There is that point of life, that point of contact. So give a bit of space when they ask. Just give her that bit of space. Let the Holy Spirit come. Wait a few minutes and then, then, then join in with them and thank him for what he's doing. Because we're celebrating. Did you understand that, yeah? Just really, really practical there. John seven thirty-eight says, Jesus said, Belie- Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. The whole point of what's happening here and what God is doing within, within our body within our church. He's setting us free so that we are going to be a blessing to the nations. He's setting us free so we're going to be a blessing to those around us. He's setting us free so that we can see the streams of living water flow out of our lives into someone else's life. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter if it's if the workplace, if it's family, if it's a job situation or if it's in the context of the church. For every person in the room, it's about our next steps with him. Amen? It's about next steps. God, God over the many years, and I know many of us on the leadership team, I love it when we're in the stretch zone. Do you know when you're in the stretch zone, 
Because the, 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 the greatest prayer that you pray is, God, please, Holy Spirit, fill me now. It's great to be in the stretch zone. And I want to say to every single person here, and I believe this is the Lord, God has not put you in a box. God has not placed a limitation around your life today. He hasn't said, this is the person who, are, who I am. He hasn't said, I've confined you to that. Why? Because we're not confined by how we think we are, but because we've got the living one that wants to flow out of our lives as rivers of living water. Amen. I'm up for that. I mean, oh God, Pastor Clyde's constantly just pushing me into the stretch zone. Oh God, I can't do it. It's okay. You're not supposed to. It's the Holy Spirit doing it through you and in you. Amen. That's the whole point of today. If you go out of this place, what was that about? I can't do it in my own strength. I need God in every area of my life. Jesus said, you can do nothing apart from me. Absolutely diddly squat. If you've got a fly coming towards you and he's got a migraine, you can't even heal that thing. (laughs) You can't. Christ in you can. The one who wants to be a river in you. I speak over every single one of us. I break off every limitation, every box that comes to put us in to say that we can't. When your word says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength in the name of Jesus. There's next steps. There's next steps, people. If people are doing, you know, doing the freedom group and whatever. Do you know what I mean? God's, you, know, you want to step up or well, step in and step up. Go beyond where you've normally gone before. Go further than you've gone before. Why? Because you've got Christ in you. You know, I used to be this years ago where you've still got Christ in you, the hope of glory, the one who wants to flow out of you to son, touch someone else's life. You're a miracle for someone else. Why? Because you're going to tell them about Jesus. You're going to see those living waters come and enter their lives to see them set free and made whole. Amen. Don't look at yourself. Don't box yourself in. God is not boxing you in. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 80 odd and I'm 90 odd. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're three or you're 300. I don't think you get there. Three or 100. It doesn't matter. It's Christ in you. It's what God wants to release in you. It's not about you. It's about Him. Amen. I've never done this before. I've said that to Simon so many times this year. I can't do it. I've never done this before. He says, it's okay. You can do it. Why? God's stretching you. He's moving you beyond your limitations and coming into His expectations and His glory and His might. Have it. Don't be like this. Don't be so, I can't, I can't. You can. If God says you can, you can. If God has spoken a promise, He is going to deliver on that promise. That bit at the end was free. All right? (laughs) That bit at the end was free. How do I know that? Now to Him, He was able to do immeasurably more than we could ask imagine. According to His power that is at work within us. If you've got to a place when it's like, oh God, I'm so stressed, fed up, whatever. God, God, don't focus on your weakness. Don't focus on, on how you feel. Focus on Jesus. You are my strength. You are the very breath of, of life in me. 
I can mount up on wings of eagles. I can fly again. It sounds like I'm going to go and sing a song. <laughs> As if I could. No, I'm not going to do a boy's own song. I'm going to fly. <laughs> we can fly. We can go beyond where we have. Let God break out of you this year. God has certainly broken in, but He wants to break out of life. Stop looking at yourself and look to Jesus. Let Him author faith in you again. If you've lost a dream, let Him author life in you again. If you've lost a, a, lost a promise, if some things have gone, gone down, don't look at yourself. Say, Father, please forgive me for looking at myself. Please forgive me for going introspective. You know, in, in, inverting and a sense in myself. But Lord, I, I fix my eyes now. I spin them upon you. I thank you that you're my wonder, my strength, my glory. And that you fill, you fill me with your Holy Spirit. And this applies to every single person that you're coming to pray with. Just that simple thing. Let the word do the work. They ask. They receive, and you just thank God for what God's doing in your life. Are we up for that? Okay, let's stand. If anybody here today hasn't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's an opportunity for you. I'm going to ask ask some guys that I've already asked to uh, come down and just to be at the front here. But what I do believe today, for every single person, there's going to be a moment where we lift our eyes again and we lift our hands again. Where God fills us. The fresh breaking of God so we break out. So if anybody today hasn't been, hasn't been, baptized in fully immersed in the Holy Spirit would you come to the front now please it's an invitation it's an invitation okay guys can I worship you Lord God so pray with us that's it What we're going to do now, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to lift our eyes to the King of Kings. Let's just lift our eyes to the King of Kings. Let's worship Him. Worship Him. Worship the Lamb of God upon the throne. Worship the Lamb of God upon the throne. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com.